when you're on the run timeline, you feel like you're a supporting actor in somebody else's movie instead of the star of your own movie. Well, wait a minute. This is my life. This is my story. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing in my story trying to tell me what the rules are of my life? Are you tired of small talk? Me too. How do we channel spirit messages? What can angels and demons teach us? What's quantum leaping? How do we shift timelines? Who are the star seeds among us? Are dragons real? Big Souls brings big ideas down to earth. Let's plant some abundant seeds into the garden of your mind. Join the big talk. Welcome to Big Souls, Big Ideas and Big Talk, where we don't allow small talk to interrupt us from dreaming big and believing in ourselves. Uh, today we're going to be talking about shifting timelines, the quantum realm, the multiverse, and what the matrix looks like in the everyday and who are the Agent Smiths. Yes, I'm referring to the Matrix movie. I've got a very exciting guest today, Sonia Evans, who is a multidimensional quantum healer, an ascension coach, astrologer, alchemist, ordained minister, and a guide to fellow lightworkers. Hi, Sonia. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much, Stella, for having me on your program and being able to bring messages to your collective and I'm still trying to pull my giggles in because we were talking before the call and it was just um Stella just has this way of just activating my inner child so I'm kind of in silly mode a little <laughs> well it's, you know it's a deep topic so I think it you know it just like we were saying it does require coming at it with a certain level of just playfulness and openness that whole you know curiosity and wonder um that comes in with the inner child yeah it's very exciting and I think that's why a lot of people tend to stick to the small talk because they're a little bit afraid to show their vulnerability, maybe show that mm. joy, that passion, because they might fear, oh, what are people going to say? But in the process, they're hiding the best parts of themselves. And it is that state that really the ascension process is bringing us back to, because as we purify, we go back to that zero point before we learned all of the things about ourselves that are illusionary. So when we can return back to that state, or as even as Yeshua said, we're coming as a child, we can enter into the kingdom. So definitely the inner child plays a huge part in it. And especially when we go in deep and get deep into the woo-woo here, <laughs> okay, we're going to do <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, the best place to start is what is the multiverse and how did you discover it? How did you understand that there are multiple timelines and that time is a little bit of an illusion and there's something going on in the world that's not quite right? Right. Well, that's that's an, an excellent question. And I know that there's you know countless theories about this and string theory and quantum theory that, that come into play here. But I think the best way that it was explained to me through my avatar self, and you know, I do have a background in Christianity, so I do fuse a lot of those teachings into my work, is that if you remember, for those of you who are familiar with Christianity, one thing that Yeshua said is that in my father's mansion, there are many rooms. So it is the many mansion worlds of the creation where there are uh, just this endless vast, when we talk about the uh, vast mind of God, we talk about with God, all things are possible. That correlates to 
there just being all of these different spaces. And this is something that I did learn formally with one of my mentors, but it was also something as my own multidimensional vision started to activate is being able to access these different spaces and these pockets and these different Christed beings that existed within these different dimensional spaces when you know I started to be able to map these things out. And from my understanding, this particular time-space continuum or this universe is referred to as the, the Nebadon universe. And there are several different harmonic universes that make up this time-space continuum. And when I started to activate through my Oracle vision, I was able to go into these different spaces and when I was working with clients and be able to see and map out what was going on within those spaces that were affecting them within this particular sphere in harmonic universe one, which is where we are. In doing so, I I found that I was able to really not only heal myself and be able to understand what was going on with me in deeper levels because, you know, there were astral traumas, astral tortures, different beings and races that exist within these pockets, both positive and negative, because all of these strata have an inversion as well, where these lower dimensional beings exist in different hierarchies. And being able to understand this and understand what was going on with different aspects of myself and my clients was really powerful in helping people to release at a more powerful way. But to answer your question more directly, Exactly. The multiverse simply is, you know, when we talk about the infinite of God, the universe, it is this endless, no time, no end, no space. It is us moving past these 15 dimensional spheres that we're dealing with, at least in this ascension cycle, to go into, you know, the mathematics of God and these endless worlds that are God expressing him and herself in these different time-space continuums with these different creations seated. And within those spaces exist infinite possibilities, infinite timelines, infinite experiences that are apart from, or in many ways, you know, disconnected from the conscious experience we're able to access here. So the multiverse is just this expanded mind of God, the expanded creation of God that reflects, at least in my feeling, the expansiveness of the divine and even us as limitless beings. You know, the multiverse is that universal field, the infinite possibilities, the many mansion worlds of the infinite creator. With God, all things are possible. And that's simply endless because the divine is endless. How do we get tricked into believing the current reality that we're believing? Because that's the sentence that you said, with God, everything is possible. Is it because we lost our connection to God? Is it because we lost our connection to the divine that we were tricked? This is it. This is the reality that you get to experience. And it's a reality of suffering. It's a reality of fear. It's a reality of stress because you do not deserve more. How do we get tricked into believing that this is all that we deserve? Does it go back to the childhood trauma? Is it, you know, that? It goes back it, it goes back further than that. And I think that that's just a little piece because what we do have to understand here is there is this other faction, this archonic faction, this draconian faction that took over the timelines going back, you know, all the way back to the times of Lemuria and Mu. And if you want to even expand it back further than that, we're talking about Tara, we're talking about the galactic wars, the electric wars going back, back, back that have kind of taken over this matrix reality. And so with that comes many frequency fences that have been inserted into the grid system that cause you to, you know, even though you may awaken and you may connect to some level of information, what this does is is it's an energy, it's a synthetic energy, it's that antichristic energy that has been creating this frequency fence so that 
up until very recently, really up until 2012, when these grid systems really started to be healed and repaired, what would happen is we would get up so high and then we would hit this frequency fence and come right back down. So we weren't really able to access a lot of the hidden history, the things that have happened here to humanity, even the experiences and the traumas that we don't have access to because of the mind wipe that happens when we come into this incarnation. So there are trauma fields that we have experienced. There is a very dark antichristic energy that is leaving, but at the present time is still present in the grids, is still here trying to keep their timelines intact and keep putting their narrative. <laughs> Exactly. Putting up, putting up a fight and, you know, trying to, to say, no, you're not coming up here get sit back down mm-hmm. and get us to sit back down. But it is that as well, because the matrix is a self sustaining entity. It's alive and well, it has a consciousness. It's, it's largely run by this, you know, false AI sort of inverted Luciferian consciousness that we all get plugged into through incarnating here whether we like it or not, even as star seeds, this is why when we come in, we don't have the fullness of understanding our capabilities. And I think there's some protection with that as well, because if you come right in with your cape on, you know, and, and you come into these family systems, they're going to be like, whoa, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen The Incredibles, but the baby yeah. who turns into yeah. like a little woman and fire and all. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my parents would not have been too happy with that. <laughs> I think a lot of us unlocked some of these powers when we were teenagers. I think Violet mm-hmm. was a teenage girl when she was angry and she would activate certain powers. I think some of us have had these moments of transmutation and optimizing things, whether it was through sports as, you know, a hobby, whether it was through creativity and arts. This was kind of yes. like a YouTube channel, all of that. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that even going back into our childhood when we were maybe, you know, asleep or whatever, there was still that thread, that spark that knew that we came in here with an instruction set that was part of the rescue mission, because I do see starseeds and earth angels as sort of a a rescue mission that is here to help intervene and help to anchor this higher light and remove some of these, these forces through the illumination that comes through as our Christ DNA activates, that we're able to change or it's almost like adding a a glitch to the matrix or, or put these codes out there that start to make it malfunction. Then it creates space for others. I, I was born in, in the 70s. And back then, because the space was not anchored in the grids yet. It was very lonely and isolating. And I knew things that, you know, I didn't know if other people knew these things. And I looked at my family and kind of felt like I felt so different. I had no words for anything. But I found that, you know, as the new earth grid system, as it has reactivated and as the earth is moving up through these these bandwidths into her rightful place as that new earth star, that later generations come in and it doesn't seem to take them as long as it took my generation to really act activate and connect to who they are. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch because there's so much more available to these new generations coming in that creates this space where they can anchor in much more in their truth and their understanding of why they're here that I find just really wonderful. I'm being drawn back to animations. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, we, we have Violet. Again, the word Violet comes to mind, but she was a, she was a glitching character in a world of princesses that were functioning properly, but she was only yes. glitching because she was suppressed. She wasn't allowed to be herself. So she was kind of plugged into this false matrix of princesses and beauty and the superficial and the artificial. And it's almost like the star seeds and the earth angels, they are not the glitches. They're showing where the glitches are and they're applying fixes simultaneously. They're not even waiting for the, you know, the Ralph to come and fix the problem, the, the program. 
they are anchoring, they're strong enough to sustain, to have that protective space around them while they're receiving the information, the code, if we think of the nations and our consciousness as code. We're coding in real time. We're applying the changes where they need to be applied. You know, after we've discovered the motiverse and the timelines and the wrong timelines and the right timelines, there comes the, the moment where we start to think to ourselves, well, how do I actually get myself out of there? And I know from what we've talked about, you've had quite a lot of shifts in your life. How do you actually shift timelines? There's a couple of moving parts here as far as shifting timelines. And the first one is it's really paying attention first and foremost to what you desire, our true heart's desires, because what desires really are uh, metaphysically is they are a spark or a seed or a remnant, a frequency remnant of a timeline that exists that you are feeling within your being. It is that desire energy, that creative energy, that creative spark that ignites, that is that seed of a potential timeline that you're seeking to manifest. So I think the first or the most elementary thing would be to really pay attention to what it is that you desire. One of the fantastic things is I think that a lot of us, especially with the conditioning that happens as we get older, and just as we were saying earlier, that, you know, the innocence starts, you start to take on these secondhand realities, these secondhand clothes, these hand-me-down realities that come in from everything that you're taught about yourself and reality. But I think that many of us, especially when we come in, in as children, I feel like there is a purity of understanding what it is that we're here to do. And we mistake that as our dreams. But you have to understand that everything within the matrix operates through inversion. So we become conditioned by those who are also plugged into the matrix who have not been able to find their way out because they're still plugged in and believing, you know, whatever the program is telling them to believe. So I think that really understanding and taking a look at your true heart's desires, they're called true heart's desires because they emanate from the soul energy because we start embodying at the soul level around the heart chakra portal. So whatever starts to really ignite the heart, whatever it is that when you think about doing it, being it, there is just that fire that starts to ignite from the heart. I think really not gaslighting yourself by saying, oh, that's just a pipe dream or oh, that's this or that's that, or I could never do that, that or starting starting to get into the realms of the programming to really start to understand what is your true heart's desire, what sparks you up, what lights you up from the inside, and then starting to map out what it is that that evokes in terms of, you know, the negative beliefs, I'm too this, I can't do that, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, and really starting to heal at the mental body level because because it is those thought streams, those overlays within the mental body around the solar plexus that keeps that organic energy from igniting at the sacral and spiraling up into the heart where we can start to connect to it. The second thing is, is really moving to maintain, attain and maintain a certain level of frequency. Now, I'm not talking about vibration because the thing with vibration versus frequency is vibration can go up and down. You know, there are days when I wake up and I'm in a high vibration and my kids start getting on my nerves and then I'm coming down here. But frequency is being able to sustain or hold a certain vibration over an extended period of time. Every timeline carries with it a certain energetic frequency. It carries a certain oscillation of frequency that we have to start to hold within our field so that we can align with the door to get onto that timeline and sustain it. Because what can happen and what often does happen is we can get into a higher timeline set and then we can allow certain things, you know, people or whatever it is to pull us right back down to where we 
were before. We also have to um, we have to understand, especially for those of us who are star seeds and earth angels, there are an array of weapons that are waged against us to keep to create frequency modulation. So one thing that we do need to do, whether you see a trusted healer or light worker, or whether you ask your own guides to assist you with this, is the removal of tags, implants, crucifixion implants, which also create frequency fencing within the light body. In fact, can I just say here as a side note that um, I didn't even, I wasn't even really able to unlock my ability to connect to the multidimensional fields until I had my J seals removed. And there are certain tags, there are certain targeting devices, tracking devices that are placed within the fields of light workers and star seeds to actually keep them locked into the matrix. And whenever they try to ascend out, it's like something just, you know, mm -hmm. back down there, you know, just kind of pushes them right back down. And I think that um, we are moving into a time within the new earth timeline where more is being revealed because these beings bank on our ignorance. They don't want us. They want to keep everything in the dark about what they're really doing and even the ways that they are um, have targeted and manipulated the timelines and the consciousness of starseeds. So you just keep looping around and around and mm -hmm. these different tricks and these timeline manipulations and how they come in. But now we are being able to access that information because we're embodying at higher levels. We're connecting into the avatar, into the mind of Christ. And as that Christ energy comes in, it begins to create this illumination where we're able to see at a more expanded level, if we are willing to go past those consciousness traps and past those beliefs that are disempowering. There's so, you know, there's so many of them in new age teachings and in spiritual teachings. As we open up, we expand and we see that how this truth fits into a larger truth so that we can embody more of the truth and anchor that more into the fields, but also understanding that there is this other side. And this is one thing that's so frustrating with me, for me about a lot of new age teachings is that they don't want to go there into mm -hmm. these dark systems and understand this. You know, there's a lot of teaching that that's your own shadow. We don't focus on it. It just isn't there. And this is, it's very disempowering because we have to understand if we're going to fulfill the Christos mission as God's source would have it be. And as we commissioned and volunteered to do, we really need to understand the whole story that's happening here on planet earth and there are these fallen consciousness fields these fallen um, beings entities syndicates that are really scripting the matrix and they have a vested interest in making sure that they don't lose anybody because mm -hmm. this is their power source this is how they power up and understanding what those weapons are and being informed in that way is one of the most powerful things that we can use to also shift our timelines as well and i do find that you know there are these inorganic timelines or these descending timelines as i call them and then we have our kingdom timelines where we're stepping into our true divine self-worth and seeing that reflected back to us. And this is why, at least, you know, what was revealed to me, why so much of our healing journey as we do our inner work, our shadow work has so much to do with reclaiming our self-worth because there is this level of knowing who we are and being able to embody that without all of this extraneous belief system that devalues us. You have to understand this consciousness, for those of you who have been through narcissistic abuse, it's very much like that, where there is this devalue that comes in and the devalue serves to keep you down here so that you are dependent upon those who are pulling the strings behind the scenes. And with that does come that shift in our abundance, because when we know who 
we are, the value that we've come here to bring through our Christos blueprint, we're able to monetize on that through the sharing of our gifts. Or as Guardian Yeshua said, you seek first the kingdom, it's all added unto you as well. It is also about really watching our choice points. And these are those places where we have to decide doing this or doing that. And this is where a lot of the manipulation happens, is right at the choice point where we sort of manipulate defaulted into our old programming and then we choose from the old programming and get the same chip. <laughs> I recently saw this um, new age teacher clearly did not have the energetic frequency to be a teacher, was not enlightened in any way to teach. So definitely a, a planted teacher from the matrix who was saying you don't need to do the subconscious healing to manifest. So therefore you don't need to get to know who you are in order to manifest, which is essentially the new age false prophets, false teachers, teaching you to never get to know who you are so that you can continue to be manipulated. Because manifestation is not about the shortcut to getting a new car or a new house. It's about bringing a change and stopping the cycles of pain, of torture, of abuse of power, whatever you want to call it, something that is bringing injustice into the world. When you start to manifest, you're using your true authenticity, you're connecting to your mission on earth, to align so your everyday manifesting process is about channeling your healing presence you yes. healing the world by being yourself essentially so anyone that is trying to teach you you don't need to do the healing you don't need to get to know who you are you just need to write on a piece of paper i want a car no i have a car i'm thankful for my car you have not done the spiritual work so 10 years from today, exactly where you are. You're going to be back to the narcissistic patterns. You're going to be back to the wounded child because you haven't done the healing. Your soul hasn't grown from the experience. You you know, Stella, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I I spent a lot of time in new ageism and I, you know, I don't consider myself to be new age. If anything, I, if I were to give myself a label, it would be sort of like, yes, (laughs) exactly. We're not new age. We're restoring that, which was lost because we're connecting that divine thinking blueprint exactly and you know i don't want to get into you know the the metaphysics and and the inversions that i've mapped out within that space but i think a lot of people don't understand that the new age just like a lot of these major religions was concocted to create a consciousness trap to funnel you into another matrix reality there are two primary consciousness fields which is the sts service to self and the service to others and granted i'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting a new car or a new you know nice things i i see holy mother holy father almost like earthly parents that rejoice when they see that we get something that makes us happy. Yes. Yeah. And expands our joy in life, but manipulating energy so that we can get the next big, nice, shiny thing to impress others. Exactly. My personal opinion, that's service to self sort of energies. And a lot of us get funneled into that and and tricked into that until we start to expand past it. But yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. It really is about coming what we've come here to do and bringing that forward. And that's where that worth is. That's where that value is. It's an encodement that is the value, the gifts, the codes, the change, the healing, the illumination that we that we embody. And that as we turn that on within our hearts, it starts, you know, those joyful things, you know, abundance, whatever, those automatically start to become magnetized to us. And we're able to, to bring that in without us chasing it. Because we're in alignment with it. Exactly. Which takes me one step 
back, I suppose, but it is one step forward. What are the signs that you're on the wrong timeline? So you've started your ascension journey. You started your spiritual awakening journey. Now you understand that, you know, there's, you're a limitless being. You have, you can create whatever reality you want for yourself that is in, in alignment with your mission. Obviously, you're not mm-hmm. going to fly to space if you're here to change the education system. That's not going to work. Right. But you might get put into these traps that you mentioned. What are some signs that people should look for that they're in the wrong timeline? That's a question that can go many different ways because I think, you know, so when you're in this space, when you're on a certain frequency band and you're on a certain timeline, there does come a point when your soul starts to expand and you start to embody more truth that it starts to become uncomfortable. And then you start to strive for more. So we're always, I think, going through this never ending cycle of going from the wrong timeline up, 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 up. But, you know, generally speaking, when you're on the wrong timeline or when you're on an inorganic timeline, I I should say, because I prefer the term organic versus inorganic, there's always a discomfort, I think, present. There's always a feeling of, you know, even though things can be good because you can be on an inorganic timeline and things are not bad. You know, case in point, you know, somebody who's in a marriage that's way past the expiration date on many levels, but they still get along enough to work together. But there's just this feeling that something's wrong, that there's an energetic mismatch that feels misaligned with your soul. And I do feel that this is where a lot of depression comes in. A lot of people trying to numb out with substances and addictions comes in because you know something in your heart is not matching that soul energy, that heart energy. And because we've been conditioned to believe that we're powerless and helpless, that instead of taking the steps to heal or expand to get up higher, you know, we start to numb ourselves out. And I think that that happens for a lot of people. But overall, when you're on the wrong timeline, you know, there's different levels of wrong timeline. There are inorganic timelines that are like these phantom timeline fields that um, many starseeds are in because we have so much timeline manipulation. Starseeds that are targeted will find that they are in these timelines that feel very inorganic and there's just this looping operation of constantly harvesting and traumatizing and re-traumatizing. That's, you know, a separate issue and that that's a wrong timeline, of course. But there's typically this feeling that you're here to do more, be more, but you can't seem to find your way out of it. Everything around you kind of feels wrong and off, even if it's good. You know, it's kind of like having a size, you know, eight and a half foot, but you're putting on an eight shoe, you might be able to get it on, but it just doesn't feel right. You know, this feeling that where you are and where you're supposed to be, there's this great chasm there and you're not sure how to get over there. We hear so many people talking about 5D and connecting to 5D and being in 5D, but the truth of it is every chakra opens up into a dimensional space. So our throat portal is the fifth dimensional um, connection. There is a connection there to our, our 5D aspects. And if we can't really be honest with ourselves about what we truly want, who we truly are and speak those truths and be able to express those and connect to those, we're not able to spiral up into these higher spaces where we can access at these levels. So when we are living a lie and we know that we're living a lie, not only are we on the wrong timeline, but we're complicit in kind of keeping ourselves there because we're not living, as you were saying, in that space of authenticity. There is this feeling of something being off, something being wrong. Things seem to just be descending. You know, you're not becoming more expanded. You're kind of staying stuck you know, you're still believing the same things you believed when you started on your path 10 years ago. There's no growth. You're not ascending up the spiral. You're descending down. It's almost like paid actors around you. Unnecessary, you know, complications that are these 
thoughts that people are feeding or these distractions that people are trying to keep you stuck, gossip, drama. And on some level, I think their consciousness is manipulated to keep you as the main actor of your show, never fully realizing that you're here to do something with your life. So you're kind of stuck in that repetitive relationship, stuck in that repetitive job. And I think it could get really depressive, as you said. You can really hit that depression zone. Stella, I love what you said because um, it, it was something that I was realizing after working with a client not too long ago where it's almost like when you're on the run timeline, you feel like you're a supporting actor in somebody else's movie instead of the star of your own movie. That's, I think, one of the biggest telltale signs <laughs> that you're in uh, an, or, an organic timeline. There's a sense sure. of entitlement that you feel around the people that are supposed to be supportive of you. And when you start right. to ascend to a level, when you start to create things, when you launch a business, when you launch a project, it's almost like, no, no, you're supposed to be a slave to me. You're supposed to hype me up. You're not supposed to shine. And it's like, well, wait a minute, this is my life. This is my story. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing in my story trying to tell me what the rules are of my life? Um, but I think that's because some of these people are not necessarily with bad intentions. I think they are not as strong, spiritually speaking. So they have been manipulated through the energetic grids, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I do want to give a disclaimer because I think it's really easy to get into this us against them kind of thinking yeah. with this concept. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, is that the matrix, like I said, it's a conscious entity. It's, it's a self-sustaining AI grid system that we're plugged into. And so when you start to escape it, it activates people who are still plugged into it. And it's almost like the movie in the matrix where they do whatever they can to kind of pull you back down here. And this is where we really need to get into the throat portal into our fifth dimensional aspects where we are able to speak our truth, drop our truth and speak it fearlessly to create those boundaries. It's really about letting that masculine architecture rise up within us and protect the vulnerability of our sacred feminine and our divine child. And I find that this is what new age um, spirituality does tend to disable in us, or it promotes the disabling within us through being lopsided into our feminine energy that's always loving, always compassionate, always forgiving. The feminine that it's like in La La Land and things are happening for her, she still relies on a provider. She still relies on a protector. She hasn't integrated the two sides. So she's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, a whole person without yes. needing to complete her, which is, you know, the matrix using the fairy tales to keep yeah. blinding us. We should be whole on our own. We should be independent on our own so that when we come together with other people, whether it's colleagues, whether it's friends, partners, whether it's our family members, we can share the stories of what we've achieved and not be, what can you do for me? I'll do this for you. That is the old type of um, codependency and conditional love. And yes, yes, something yes. that you said around kind of staying in these situations, if you're a size um, eight and a half and you put the shoe of eight, if the shoe fits, that is yeah, <laughs> If the shoe fits, a lot of people are staying in situations because the shoe fits. The shoe was handed to them. They didn't inspect it because they haven't done the inner work to actually understand what they actually want. You can see that actually in some people. They wear the same style for many years because yeah. the shoe fits. Exactly. And and it is, you know, too, I, I think part of it, too, is sometimes we create a reality when we're in a certain consciousness band or a certain frequency band. And then as we expand, those creations don't feel good anymore. Yes, so absolutely. what people tend to do, because that's the place where we are, we're prime candidates to timeline jump. 
But what we do, many of us instead, is instead of timeline jumping and just allowing that snakeskin to taking off those old clothes and just jumping into what is more in alignment with where we are, we stay stuck down there. And then we wonder why we're not getting anywhere. And many times, you know, we kind of, of comply and can, we're complicit with our own down, downward spiral. Shifting to the new timeline and feeling where the joy is and following that joy. We often find ourselves with a pair of scissors clipping our own wings. I know we try to blame every other person because it's much easier to say, oh yeah, my parents clipped my wings, my friends clipped my wings, my partner clipped my wings. Sure, it happened one time, maybe it happened five times. Then you realize that was the pattern and you stopped it. But who's clipping your wings now? You're holding the scissors and you're clipping your own wings because you're refusing to accept a part of yourself has grown, has matured, has elevated. You're dimming your own light because maybe part of you is scared of how much you have to give and how much your life is going to change if you embrace all that you are. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think a lot of us carry these templates where we fear our own power. And, uh, you know, especially there's there's so many different um, belief systems here or thought forms where you, we are powerless and we need a priest to talk to God or we need this one to tell us about this. Or we need, we're always looking outside of ourselves to tell us who we are about ourselves instead of sourcing to the divine. And I think there's a lot of disempowerment and fear around being powerful and a lot of disbelief. And it's part of the spell that exists within the matrix because there are there is this consciousness that has a vested interest in making sure you never remember remember that. We fear our own power, very powerfully said, mm -hmm. which takes me to the last question. Who are the real life Agent Smiths? I know we talked about it a little bit and you made a really good point that it's not us versus them because we're all part of the experience. We're all plugged into the system. We're all playing the game, but we're also all learning and we're meant to help each other grow. We're meant to help each other learn. And sometimes people get activated because they're yeah. just at the level where they can consciously understand they're doing something bad. So they become mm -hmm. agent smiths. And sometimes, you know, you actually have predators within the program that are hunting you down, that are not friends, that are not family. They're just these people that want to attack you because they see that you're going to change the system for good with some positive change that is not going to benefit them because they've been benefiting mm -hmm. from the corruption. But how mm -hmm. do we support the real life agent smiths in our, mm -hmm. in our life, I suppose? Well, Stella, you know, this is one reason why I, I really loved and, and resonated so much with your work when I, I accidentally stumbled onto it. But, you know, for star seeds and, and earth angels, you know, they know we're coming before we get here. And so, you know, they start to set things up to make sure that when we pass through with that mind wipe, that we stay within that space of mind wipe. What I am finding as I read into the fields is that many of us, our family systems and some of the things that we've had to transmute, especially those of us who have come from real dysfunction, real nightmare dysfunction and trauma and abuse, a lot of times these were actually beings that were targeting us that were just jumping in and jumping into the people in our family to make sure that the trauma fields remained so that we could stay in that state of MK Ultra and fragmentation. And so what happens when we start to heal and we start to integrate and we start to call back to rightful owner, all of those soul energies and all of those soul fragments, and we start to distill into our organic essence and we start to escape those matrix beliefs and consciousness traps. There are people, like we were saying all through the call, that are still plugged into these systems who become animated so that they can begin to either attack us, invalidate us, gaslight us, say that we're crazy or, you know, what are you leaving your job for? to go become a light worker, you'll never make money or whatever. They even exist within spiritual circles. And I know when I was still running on many consciousness,
consciousness traps and believing a lot of these sort of, you know, feel good peanut butter and fluff new age beliefs that when I really started to awaken and I started to just like lay these truth bombs in the, the few forms I was belonging to, I was attacked like, you know, by vultures. I mean, they were, you know, just be beating me up, you know, because I was moving. And that's what I call matrix policing. And these are the Agent Smiths. If you remember the movie The Matrix, you know, Neo was trying to do something that was either liberating him or someone else from the matrix, or at least in this one scene, I remember that woman in the red dress who took his attention so that the agents could attack him. And these are people, sometimes they're placed in our lives and they're outfitted with monitoring spirits and watcher, watcher spirits in their field that report back what we're about to do to to these syndicates so that they can perpetrate timeline manipulation. And, you know, these are people, you know, a lot of times, you know, my earlier work was dealing mostly with twin flames and working through those energies and helping people to navigate those energies. But when my Oracle vision started to activate, what I was seeing is what I call the reptilian interface or the false twin interface facing system, where there are, there, there are just as there are star seeds for the Christos, there are draconian star seeds is what I was shown. And a lot of times we are set up with somebody who has reptilian DNA, who has reptilian consciousness, or it's just you know in the bloodline somewhere, and they're sent in just to keep you fragmented, to keep your MK Ultra programming active. So basically, these are people, whether it reaches that level of targeting or not, that serve in some way, shape, or form to make sure you sit your ass down. If you believe that you're unworthy on some level, then you're going to fall for the trap that they're setting. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much sent to, to test your ascension. It's almost like a multidimensional gang stalking where, you know, there are people that are sent to just either, if, whether it's keeping your frequency low, whether it's watching what you're doing so that they can plot. Um, a lot of us do have... Have covens that target us that we don't know about the fact of the matter is we live in a very corrupted world so all of us that are connecting to our divinity and are unlocking psychic powers and ancient knowledge it's not to trigger other people it's not to trick other people it's not to target other people it's to restore their ability to love themselves and rise above the trauma programming the fear-based programming and when everybody awakens to the fact that they're worthy of receiving more that they're worthy of enjoying life i mean is that too much to ask no exactly but I believe that to enjoy life is a privilege of the people exactly. with money which is the ultimate lie how many people have so much money and they're miserable they fall for another trap which is it's not even a trap it's like a learning experience of uh the people that are attracted then to them are people attracted to their money they're not even attracted to who they are the exactly. richest people in the world they're just attracting these monitoring spirits in the sense of spirits that just want to greedy spirits not even more yes yes well yeah that that is the point of, of the matrix really is to keep you down in your lower chakra field you know operating from chakras one through three instead of accessing your heart energy and above where you start connecting into your mentor mind and other aspects of your multi-dimensional higher consciousness field is to always keep you chasing money and there's you know our monetary system it operates from a very ancient egyptian black magic M money curses is what it is that manipulates you at the level of the root chakra. So, you know, of course, whenever they're running a PSYOP on you, whether it's personally or within the collective, it's always around lack or scarcity or poverty or famine or, you know, anything to destabilize you. Because once they destabilize you at that foundation of the root chakra, they can run a lot of games on you and, and, and cause you to make these decisions out of fear for your survival. It is all about keeping you chasing things and stuff. This consumer, you know, consuming sort of consciousness where you have to buy more, get 
get more, be more, have more, da, 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 never ending. It is part of that matrix mind. And yes, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, I would love a nice car, sure. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, it's like when all of our energy or our focus or our happiness is contingent upon that. And when that's taken away, you know, we just start to lose it and start to panic and start to go into fear. And what do I need to do to, to stave off that fear? That's when you're manipulated. And that's when you can get manipulated. Being mindful of the Agent Smiths and how to function or navigate with them around you. It's very complex because I think it's something that I'm still, you know, walking out here. But I think when it's really about learning to trust your intuition, and this is a slippery slope for so many of us on this path, because we've been raised by narcs and in these dysfunctional spaces growing up, we've learned to gaslight ourselves and not trust the information that we're getting. And this is also part of how our star-seeded templates become inverted and we start getting lost in the sauce here. But when you feel something is off, always trust what you're feeling when somebody who's coming in does not feel right. Set up boundaries within those relationships and, um, you know, setting your intention here that you, you know, are, are just pulling your energy out back or from anyone seeking to harvest or access your field or, you know, siphon from your soul stream and calling your energy back, starving them out. The real life agent smiths are the people that disconnect you from yourself. They try to pull you away from yourself. They try to make you doubt yourself. They try to replace your thinking with their ideas so that on some level you view them on a pedestal because maybe they put you on a pedestal because they notice something about you and they want to reverse the role, so reverse psychology. And one thing I've noticed is if you operate from the consciousness of a light worker, of a star seed, earth angel, you have a very positive psychology mindset. And mm -hmm. so the way that people are going to attack you is not going to be with positive psychology. It's going to be with dark psychology. So my advice would be go and research what dark psychology actually is so that you know what you're fighting against. Because mm -hmm. if you spend your life trying to reach enlightenment and reach positivity, preach positivity, and also engage with content that is positive, you haven't actually engaged with the tools and the methods that the dark side is using. And the dark side will try to work through people who are wounded and using dark psychology. They're not going to yes. send you the gang leader. They're going to use the person that's closest to you who has attempted to use shortcuts in life. And they're going to activate him or her against you, which is going to be the energetic leech in your life. And they're going to try to yes. siphon your energy. They're going to try to reverse your light with their darkness so that you feel the darkness that they carry and they feel your light illuminated on them which is it's like a, it's like a low level destiny swap it's like a a version of it in the karma swapping. so they there's yeah, yeah. consequences of their actions so that you feel the repercussions for their actions while they get to reap the benefits of your good deeds in the world so that mm -hmm. you're almost like this machine that's never never stops working if you're not working for your own project, you're going to be transmuting their darkness. You're going to be transmuting their mistakes. So they're going to be giving you soft stories about their boyfriends and girlfriends. They're going to be giving you soft stories about this is emotional labor. And they're noticing that you can do that for free. So. It's a lot of playing on the heartstrings because, you know, like I said, you know, we most of us come in here with with some level of service to other consciousness that's always there, even when we're still asleep. And because we're loving and we want to help and we want to serve, that oftentimes gets played upon and it gets used against us. One of the um, 
signs that you are dealing with one too is excessive energy drain. Um, when you're around certain people, you're always feeling drained. Um, anytime your energy is being drained around anyone, um, it's a couple of different things. It could be that they're not sourcing to God themselves, so they're swiping from your soul stream. There could be a parasite within their field, or there could be a syndicate working through them, a vampiristic demonic entity working through them to access your energy. This happens a lot in sexual relationships. Um, for the feminine, the sacral energy is one of the most targeted. So we want to be really mindful. And I think that that's where the divine self-worth piece really comes in. Because when we start to see ourselves as, you know, coming in from these many mansion worlds of the infinite creator, these royal lineages and grail lines that we are all connected to and represent through these through the Christ oversoul and through these um, galactic spaces that we've come here for, from is understanding and knowing our worth and our value. And when we sit on the throne in our lives, you're not going to let just anybody kind of come into your castle mm -hmm. and start hanging out with you and start sitting up and sleeping with you and accessing your energy. And I think the bottom line above anything is really moving into a space of activating and moving into your sovereignty. Thank you for your time, Sonia. Thank you for your insights. This has been a very beautiful conversation, very empowering. I hope people find, you know, some puzzle pieces on their journey to awakening, to ascension, because this has been made more difficult than it should be for a reason. It's to slow us down. But we're remembering, we're reconnecting. And our conversation is confirmation that the big souls of the earth right now, they are connecting, they're collaborating. We cannot be stopped from sharing this information and, and trying to make the world a better place should not be demonized, which is exactly what the dark side is trying to do. They're trying to make it seem like it's a sin to be happy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Big souls have big hearts. And anyone that recognizes that you're a big soul and you have a big heart before you, they're going to try to use that for their benefit because you still don't know your own worth. But the moment you understand your own worth, the moment you understand that all the power is within you to create the life of your dreams, to live that life of your dreams, it's game over for them. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah.